Hey, good morning. My name is Tim. So, hi. Morning. Sumuko ka na ba? Delikado na hindi ka sumuko. Mas delikado na sumuko ka. Pero sa Diyos, talagang pakakatuan natin ngayon umaga na sumuko sa Diyos. Okay? And I don't want to be in suko. And I want to share with you today the benefits of surrender. Suko, surrender. The benefits of surrender. Okay? Okay lang. Let's, let's just uh, pray right now. Father, we thank you for this morning. Give us an open mind. Our minds very absorbent, receptive. Help us, Lord, na from our heart na makahatanggap kami ng, ng katutuhanan. We want light, truth that will change our lives, transform our lives as we receive the washing of this uh, teaching, the Word of God to wash our minds and transform our lives. Amen. Uh, surrender, the definition of Webster, I looked it up, it said to agree to stop fighting. Okay? Uh, parang ceasefire na. To agree to stop fighting or hiding or resisting. Because you know that you will not win. Sino sa inyo na inaaway mo pa si God, hiding from God, resisting the pursuing love of God. Yan po ang ibig sabihin na surrender. Stop fighting. Stop hiding. And stop resisting because you know you will not win. You know, we cannot uh, fight against God. And then another definition means to give up the control. Everybody say control. It's all about control. Our lives are really one big uh, adventure, one big game, one big battlefield of who will have control ng buhay mo. Sinong may hawak ng steering wheel? Sinong nakaupo sa driver's seat ng buhay? And so it's all about control. Surrender, the definition means to give up the control to someone else to control you. And when we accept, pag tinanggap mo na na hindi ko kayang iligtas ng aking sarili, susuko ka na. When you accept that you cannot succeed if you still fight against God or oppose Him, you know, some people are fighting against God. Although, hindi naman sinasabi nila, away ko si God. No, but alam mo naman na God is chasing you. Alam mo naman na God is calling you or uh, in, in, involving you sa kanyang kaharian, sa kanyang uh, plano. Pero, Nagri-resist. Umiiwas. Alam mo naman, lumalapit ang Diyos sa'yo because He wants to be intimate with you. He wants to be relationally connected with you. Not religiously connected. Hindi yan ang kanyang motibo na, na may sama ka sa kanyang organisasyon. Hindi. He wants a relationship connection with you. 
heart to heart, face to face. Ikaw at ang iyong ama sa langit. He wants that love relationship with you. Pero bakit umiiwas ka sa intimacy? Minsan, nagtatanong ako sa friend ko na at atheist. Sabi ko, Jesus loved you. Even ganyan ka. Even wala kang pakialam sa kanya. You don't even believe in Him, but God loves you so much. Jesus died for you. Sinacrificed ang sarili niya just to pay the penalty of all your sins. And still, even though you don't believe Him, you don't serve Him, you don't uh, give Him anything, He still gives love to you every day. He still waits for you patiently. He still gives you unconditional love. Now, which part of that scenario offends you? What is it about God's love that makes you so uh, offended when we talk about God? Do you understand? But some people, kahit gano ka buti ang Diyos, still umiiwas. Still na nag-off, na papa-offend. Still na nagsasabi na, you know, don't, don't, I don't want to be there. I don't want to uh, get close to God. And some people, even sa gera, sa digmaan ng mga stories, you can watch the movies, pagadyadyana, it's no chance to win. You know, the, the, the enemy forces, the troops are coming in. Imbis na susuko, ayaw talaga sumuko. To the death. They would even rather commit suicide. Alam mo mga samurai, or mga na, na, nakita mo yung movie, The Last Samurai. People who would even commit suicide rather than surrender. Saka, sa kalaban. The good news is, God is not ang kalaban mo. He's, hindi, hindi siya ang kalaban eh. You know, in the old days, mayroong tinatawag na covenant. You know, the covenant. The covenant is in, sa Tagalog, kasunduan. It's the kind of uh, arrangement na blood compact. Tribe A at tribong B ay makikipag uh, covenant with cutting the wrist, make blood compact, and then kung ano yung mga inaari ng tribe A, sinishare yan sa bagong nasyon. Kung ano yung inaari ng tribe B, kung ano yung assets nila, they bring everything they have to the table. So halimbawa, si tribe A, ang mga hunters, ang mga fishermen. So karne ang kanilang uh, uh, specialty. While tribe B, sila yung mga farmers. Gulay naman, they have uh, fruits, and like that. So, Siyempre, nakakapag-benefit ang lahat kung sila ay mag, mag, magsusundo. When tribe A and tribe B joins together in a covenant, everybody gets meat and fish and chicken and gulay and everything goes up. So yan yung mga tinatawag na covenants and very common throughout history, the tribes and the nations made compact. They, they merged together. Now, this is what you call the covenant between equals. Okay, Between equals. The tribe A says, we are uh, 5,000 people. You are 5,000 people, so we are equals. Mayroon silang parang kasunduan. They make an arrangement. They make an agreement. Stop fighting and work together. So that's a covenant. But there's another kind of covenant, which is not between equals. It's a covenant na imposed on the superior tribe, the, the stronger nation would conquer 
would take territory and advance their own kingdoms. And sasakopin nila ang mga area nito. And kung sino yung mga tao doon, wala sila magawa. They are overtaken. And the imperial power will now have a covenant with them, which is one way. Take it or die. This is the covenant. Ito ang gagawin namin. Aayusin namin kayo. Okay? Ang gulo yung government dito. We will now bring order to this land. We will bring roads. We will, wala kayong technology? We bring technology. We will bring engineers, doctors, teachers. And this is what we will do. Kayo na ang bahagi ng aming population. That's called an imposed covenant. And actually, it happened many times when, you know, the times of Alexander the Great, yung mga conquerors, you know, they would go and take new territories. Instead of killing the people there, they would not kill them. They would actually enslave them. They would take over and still, kung ano yung dating position ng isang uh, tao, halimbawa, dati kang mayor sa area, nag-conquer ka ng uh, Greek powers, mayor ka pa rin, but under na siya sa headquarters. Kung doctor, teacher, they still let, they don't kill them kasi they can still help. So they would not kill them, they would just reposition them under the authority of the superpower. And in many cases, just imagine, no, isang uh, uh, nation which is uh, may, may laws, may fair, ang pagtrato nila, mabait, they, they have a lot of technology, they have many things to offer, and then some other country, you know, in a remote place, they don't have infrastructure. So, kawawang-kawawang bansa na yan. Siguro, tuwang-tuwang na sila pag mayroong mabait na nation who takes over. Kasi, angat lahat eh. They get all the benefits. They get the uh, social welfare. They get the government reforms. They get the education. They get everything. So, may mga times na tuwang-tuwa ang mga small or yung kawawa na nations, tuwang-tuwa nga sila pag mayroong magtatake over sa kanila. And we should feel that way about God. Alam mo, Lord, conquer me. Gulong-gulo ng buhay ko. Di ko kayang i-manage ng aking buhay. Family ko pa lang. Eh. Gulo, finances, my health. Can you please conquer me? Take over control. Tapat, talagang galing sa atin. Lord, please, please, conquer me, take over me. I surrender. Alam mo, nung Gulf War, during the Iraqi uh uh, aggression with Saddam Hussein. May mga Iraqis, ilang araw, hindi sila, mga soldiers ng Iraqi, ilang araw hindi nakakain. Yung mga sugat nila, wala, wala ng gamot, wala ng bala yung mga baril nila. Nagsusurrender sila ng kusa sa mga, hindi sa troops ng America. Yung parang cameraman ng media, doon sila nagsurrender. Imagine na, may, may fighting chance pa sila, but kawawa ang situation nila kusa sila, nagahanap lang sila na kung saan ba pwedeng sumuko? Kayo, mga cameraman, di ba taga-America kayo, surrender na kami. Because they knew they could not win. Alam na alam nila na talo ang Iraq. And you know what? We cannot win also in life without God. We cannot win. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot deal with our weaknesses and our sicknesses and our sin and our guilt and our shame 
and our selfishness and all of the gulot ng buhay natin, we cannot make it until we surrender to God. The good news is, dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus doon sa cross, all the spiritual blessings are in that package of the relation, in package deal na inaalok ng Diyos sa atin. When Jesus died on the cross, the scripture says, all spiritual blessings are in Christ. Na kay Christ na. And do not, in kaligtasan, yung forgiveness of sins, the peace, the blessing, the paghuhugas ng guilt, everything is all paid for by Jesus. He paid for your uh, redemption, your your salvation, your blessing, forgiveness, lahat, lahat, nandun. It's all in Christ. It's paid for. We paid, friends. We paid. You don't have to pay. It's by grace you have been saved. Not of yourself. You don't deserve it. Jesus paid. But listen, walang benefit yan sa'yo until you surrender. So write this down, that full Surrender, full surrender, complete, total surrender is necessary in order to experience God's full blessings. Kanya? E kung re, yung mga nag-conquer, nag-take over ng, ng tribe, kung um, umaalis, nagre-resist, nakikipag-away, even though ajajana yung new country with a new king and a new benefits for the citizens lahat, pero hindi mararanasan yan until nagsasabi niya, I surrender. Kau na ang aking king. Maghari ka sa aking tribo, sa aking pamilya, sa aking buhay. And if you want to experience the benefits of what Jesus paid for, Hindi siya magbabayad. Bayad na. Hindi na babalik si Jesus na naman at makikipag-offer uh, ng sarili niya. Hindi siya... There's no crucifixion part two. It's all done. Kaya sabi niya, it is finished. It's all fully paid. But if you don't surrender to that, the benefit, sayang, hindi mo mararanasan. So surrendering to God, full surrender to God positions you, you know, in the right place, in the sweet spot. Kaya ang doon, sweet surrender. Tamis. Hindi pa it, hindi yung, ay, sayang, talo eh. Wala ang choice, kundi surrender, napilit pa, reluctant pa. Hindi, this is a sweet surrender. Nagahanap ng, sige, sige, surrender. Kasi sweet, kasi ando doon yung benefits. When you surrender fully to God, mararanasan mo ang full benefits ni God. And write it down. Once that I submit, um, submit means to put under, ba? submit and yield. Kung yung word yield, sa road sign, di ba, mayroong yield. We say mayroong oncoming traffic. Kung ikaw mag-yield, pabigyan ng daan. You have to give the way. Yield your life, submit your life, and allow yourself to be conquered by God. Allow yourself to be taken over fully. This is, hindi pinipilit eh. Ang God, He does not force Himself in your life. 
you have to allow Him to conquer you. You have to invite Him to take over. You have to submit to His ways, His will, and yield your life decisions at lahat sa Kanya. At when you do that, mayroon benefits. First one is God will do something to your brain, to your mind. God will clean your mind. Clean. Sino sa inyo ay nais ng malinis na pag-iisip? Okay, we need, listen, we need our mind to be clean. Because it's not always clean, right? I mean, every day, sa daming ma exposures natin, TV pa lang, wala pang half day, hindi pa nalalobat ang cellphone mo, marumi ng kaisipan. And all of the, all of the thoughts na ninalagay, tinatanim ng Diablo sa kaisipan, it becomes really dirty. Every day. So much garbage. So many negative thoughts, hateful thoughts, lustful thoughts, sin, kaliwat kanan, both ears, eyes, the inputs to our brain, talagang it gets dirty. You know that. You know that. You're sitting at church, but you know that. And we need our mind cleaned. And how does that happen? Mind. The Bible says in Romans 12 verse 2 that our lives are transformed by Allowing Him to renew, renew our mind. Buhay mo at kung anong laman ng isip mo, directly connected yan. Direct connection, directly related ang nangyayari sa isip at ang lumalabas sa buhay. You cannot say, well, sa isip-isip ko lang yan. Walang effect sa aking pamumuhay. Hindi, directly connected yan. If you think right, you'll live right. You think wrong, you'll live wrong. Simple as that. And the Bible says our lives are transformed by our minds being renewed. And it says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6 that we have the mind of Christ. Now, the mind of Christ, sino sa inyo nandito last week? And I showed you the difference between body, soul, and spirit. The mind of Christ is not inside your brain. The mind of Christ resides in our spirit. Nakipag-merge ang spirit ng Diyos sa spirit mo. Pag tinanggap mo si Jesus, He put His spirit in your, He put His spirit merged in your spirit. Like putting a tea bag inside hot water. But that's in your spirit. It's another process to receive the influence or the release of the Holy Spirit into our minds. But we have the mind of Christ. Kailangan na mag-submit or surrender to His mind, His thoughts. And hindi yung pilit na doing what you think and what you no. 
That's why the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, you trust the Lord and do not, I repeat, do not lean or depend on your own understanding. You don't live your life from your brain. Don't live your life using your mind as the headquarters, as the boss of you. We have the mind of Christ in our spirit. Kailangan ng mag-surrender to the mind of Christ. And then he says in Philippians 4 and verse 7 that the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. So we need to guard. God will guard. He will renew our minds. He gives us access to the mind of Christ. He guard our minds. Romans chapter, uh, Hebrews 8 verse 10 said that He implants or He puts within us His laws. Hindi sa labas, hindi sa, you know, doctrina book or sa, no, the laws of God, His will, His desires, itinatanim niya inside of us. He said, I'll put my laws on their minds and write them in their heart, in the spirit, pinakaloob. So God, number one, He's going to, if you surrender, kung sumuko ka na sa Diyos, He will clean your mind. And you know what? You need your mind clean. I need my mind clean. We have so many lies that we believe. Kaya magulong buhay because you believe a lie. You think it's true. You think you know. We need our minds cleaned. We need our minds filled with light to push out the darkness, to bring in the light, the truth. Pag malinaw ang nasa isip natin, ang gaan ng buhay. Pag may mga lies, may mga, you know, mga negative thoughts, low self-esteem. Pag meron kang negative thoughts patungkol sa isang tao, kahit anong galaw niya, hindi niya kaya mag- gumawa ng tama. Kasi, ginudge mo kagad eh. Nasa isip mo na mali siya. Nasa isip mo, ayaw niya sa akin. Kahit anong galaw niya, hindi niya mapiplease yung... Kasi you already had a lie in your mind. Pag ang nasa isip mo is, I'm a failure, I'm ugly, I'll never make it, you are programmed already to fail from the very beginning of the day. Because mali ang nasa isip mo. Marumi. Kailangan, magpalinis tayo sa Diyos. And how do you get your mind clean? Surrender everything to God. Mind, soul, body, spirit, everything. Second benefit, that when we surrender totally, full surrender sa Diyos, He will heal your emotions. How many of you masasabi, honestly, you need your emotions to be healed? Yeah? yeah? I know that. We need our emotions. Our emotions were hurt, hurt feelings. Minsan, ayaw pang aminin, pero nasaktan ka lang. That's why nagagalit ka. Akala mo, nagagalit ka, kasi siya. Ikasi siya. O sila. O yan. Nagagalit ka sa traffic, no? Nagagalit ka sa ginawa niya, no? Nagagalit ka kasi nasaktan ka. Dala-dala mo na yung hurt emotions. Dala-dala ng open wounds ng iyong...
para makapag-move on ka, para makapag-live ng buhay mo ng magaan. But how can you how can you have healed emotions? Counseling? Can you go to CSI grocery and buy a drink and it will heal your emotions? No. But if you're hurt, tunay nasaktan yan. Wala kang makikita sa x-ray, pero it is a real legitimate hurt. And how do you get healed from that? Surrendering totally to God. It says in Psalms 147 verse 3 that He heals the brokenhearted. You know, brokenhearted. The wounded. He binds up. He binds up or bandages up. He ginagamot niya ang wounds. Their wounds. That means even emotional wounds from your father. Wounded from your best friend, your ex, your boss. Whatever na kanding broken heart, wounded hearts, the hurt feelings. Isa. Pangalawa, you need to be healed for your own sake. Wag, wag patagalin pa. Su, sumuko ka na sa Diyos para magpag, mag, mag, magpaayos, mapagaling. And, you know, it says in Isaiah 53, ito yung pinaka parang classic chapter patungkol sa prophecy of Jesus. Prophecy year, hundreds of years before Christ. In Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says that Jesus, this is about Jesus, no? He was pierced. I mean pierced? Yung nag, like tusok. Siyempre yung, yung pako, iba na tusok. So, ibig sabihin, na break yung skin. Lumabas dugo. He was pierced. Nakikita niyo, imagine niyo? Na-imagine niyo? A piercing, it means to say the skin broke. May butas. And of course, blood comes out. He was pierced for what? For our transgressions. Transgressions is like another word for trespass. You know? May boundary, trespass mo. Parang trespassing. It's the open sin, the rebellion, the wrong deeds na nakikita. Nakikita. Alam mo, nag-commit ka ng adultery, naglasing ka, nag-away ka, nag-nakaw ka. Mga open transgressions. He was pierced for that. Kaya tayo ay forgiven because of Jesus. Yung punishment na nararapat sa kasalanan mo, nasa kanya, napunta sa kanya. He was pierced for our rebellious actions, for our wrongdoings. But the next part says, He was crushed. Now, crushed is different than pierced. Di po ba? Pierced, nag-break yung skin, nakikita mo yung sugat, open. But crushed, pwede ka maging wounded, pwede ka maging hurt through with no, hindi nakikita sa labas. If you watch the Olympics, nakikita mo yung mga na nabali ng buto or yung, yung mga broken bones. The gymnastics guys or when they break something, wala namang blood, you don't see any uh yung laman loob or what you can all you see is the nabali and and the the wound is on the inside the bones were crushed hindi nakikita sa labas but it's a real hurt it's damage ganun din tayo jesus was pierced for our transgressions 
but he was crushed. He was wounded inside. What? For our iniquities. Now, iniquity is the sins na hindi ganun ka-obvious. Hindi nakikita sa labas. Iniquity are those thoughts. Iniquities are the sins na, na, na nararanasan mo sa emotions. Galit, jealousy, lust, hatred, um, you know, all those things that hindi nakikita sa labas. Ngiti-ngiti na sa labas. How are you? Okay lang. Pero sa loob, you got sins going on. You got iniquity. You got emotional baggage issues. Jesus was crushed for those issues. He received the crushing. He received the inner bruising. Bruised. That's another word for crushing. It was bruised. A bruise. Walang flowing blood, but it hurts. Jesus took the punishment and the beatings so that we could be healed. His punishment resulted in your peace, your shalom, your healing. By His wounds we're healed. So, even emotional wounds, even hurt feelings, God will heal that when you surrender. Actually, He's already healed you, spiritually speaking. In terms of Yung kanyang payment, he prepaid for all your healings. Kahit gaano ka abused ka, kahit gaano ka kawawa ka, ikaw pa ang victim, ikaw ang walang kasalanan, sila may kasalanan, ikaw nasaktan. Kahit anong situation mo, Jesus prepaid for your emotions to be healed and for you to be healthy and happy. Pero hindi mo mararanasan ng full blessing ni God until you fully surrender sa Kanya and trust Him. And the third benefit is you will experience pag nagsuk, pag sumuko ka na sa Diyos, totally, He will redeem your decisions. Redeem your decisions. Sino mo sasabi na you've made some wrong decisions. You made some foolish decisions. Hindi sana siya ang naging kapartner mo. Hindi sana iyan ang business mo. Hindi, hindi mo sana ginawa. The decisions we've made were sometimes wrong. Nakaka-relate. Ano? But God is a redeemer. It's not just what He does. It's who He is. He is Redeemer with that capital R. Big sabihin, yan ang kanyang specialty. He takes your failures, your wrong decisions, He can make a way to turn it around. To redeem. To bring it back to something good. life. I mean, the, the way how you decide. Yung iba sa inyo, I know, you make decisions so fast. You know? Hindi mo iniisip. Salita ka agad. Pirma ka agad. 
Yung iba sa inyo, you're maybe like me, undecisive or indecisive. You know? Nakakawala ng opportunity kasi hindi ka makakapag-decide. Yung iba sa inyo, decision mo, napaka puro self, selfish ambition. Puro what, what's in it for me? Tsaka na ako mag-decide pag feel ko, pag type ko, pag ayoko, ayoko. Yung iba sa inyo, nagdi-decision base sa emotions. Parang, depende sa emotions, doon ka lang mag-decide. Nadadala ka sa emotion, nadadala ka sa radio romance. Oh, I'm in love. Doon ka nakamali. Hindi mo akalaan na that decision will live with you for so many years. We've all made wrong decisions. But here's the good news. Maskina, God still loves you. Maskina, you've made so many wrong decisions. God never stopped loving. He loves you passionately. He loves everything about you. And His specialty is redeeming your decisions. This is what we call the will. Now we redeem your will. He can take our will and make it His will. Nakuha nyo? Yung will, yan yung faculty ng iyong pagkatao na siya ang final say. We have feelings, we have thoughts. Sometimes we do what we feel kahit alam, alam mo sa isip mo, wrong. O minsan, uh, hindi mo feel, pero na-overrule yung mind. I don't feel like going to work, pero I know I should. So, Pero yung decision maker doon sa dalawa na yan, come from the will. And God needs to redeem our will. Here's the good news. Psalms chapter 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself. Delight yourself. Now, if I said delight yourself in the Lord, kasama doon yung pagsusurrender mo sa Kanya. Don't delight in yourself. Delight in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Magsuko sa Kanya. And then, He will do what? He will give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. Kasi ganon din ang kaisipin ko noon. I thought, ay, o nga, dami kong gustong, gustong gawin eh. Marami akong desire sa puso ko. Gusto ko siya. Gusto ko siya. Gusto ko, ang daming desires. Gusto ko yan. Gusto kong bumili ng bagong ganito. Gusto, I wanna go here and do that. Ang daming daming desires, di ba? Sino walang desire? Dami-daming passions and desires, daming interests, and daming loves. Akala mo, oh, if I delight myself in the Lord, lahat-lahat na gusto ko, mahapapa sa akin? No. It's not like that. You have to read this the proper way. The problem is not, you're not getting what you want. The problem is, baka mali ang wants mo. So here's how this means. If you delight yourself in the Lord, siya ang maglalaman ng puso mo with the right kind of desires. Papalitan niya ang mga panis na desires mo, ang wrong cravings mo, ang urges mo. For, I mean, sinong, ano eh, sinong may appetite for uh, doggy poop? Yung tae ng aso. And what if yun ang desire mo for lunch? Is that a good desire? You know, what if, 
What if attracted ka sa ganon? Diba? Now, I know that's a shocking thing, but I want you to see the perspective. Imagine, that's how God sees us. Minsan yung desires natin is just like crap. And God is like, why do you want that? He's married. That's ugly. Walang eternal value. Why do you still want that? You see my point? But the, the fact is, that's the desire of my heart. Wala akong magawa. Kung yun talagang hili ko, yun ang gusto ko. Why do you want that? Ano makakuha mo dun? There's a way that seems right, seems good, seems attractive to a man, but it will lead to death. But yun ang gusto mo. So imagine, God is like, how shocked you were when I talked about yung, yung lunch, appetites mo. That's how God also sees us. Now, why do you want that? It's not good. Ako lang bala na magpalit ng iyong cravings. Let me change what you want. If you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you desires for your heart to have. He will give you new desires. That's the Ezekiel prophecy. When the new covenant comes, He will give you a new heart and new and right desires will He put within you. Philippians 2 says, God is working in you, giving you gift. It's always God's a giver, not a taker. He's giving you desires and the ability to obey and please Him. So this is what will happen when you fully surrender to God. He will clean your mind. He will heal your emotions. He will redeem that part of you that makes decisions. He will totally transform how you decide things. And yung palpak ng decisions, He can redeem even those. That's good news. We could stop right there. But there's more. (laughs) Abraham was a man who eventually became fully surrendered to God. Sa umpisa, sabi ni God kay Abraham, I will do this for you, I'll do that for you. It's a one-way covenant. God made a covenant with Abraham na wala siyang contribution. Walang contribution sa covenant ni Abraham. It was all a imposed one-way covenant. Sabi ng Diyos, I will bless you, I will make your name great, I will bless people who bless you. I will do this for you. You'll be rich. You'll be all this. Now, the the covenant of Moses is very different. Later on, God made a covenant with Moses and with the Israel. And until now, they call that the law of Moses. The covenant with Moses. That was a conditional covenant. Sabi ng Diyos, I will do this for you if you do this for me. You obey me, I'll bless you. But if you disobey, so parang may, may covenant with terms and conditions like that. But the covenant God made to Abraham was not, you do this for me and then I'll bless you. No, it says, I will bless you, period. I will give you a son. And Abraham at first doubted the son part. Kasi matanda na siya. And yung wife niya matanda rin. 
So eventually, nakaanak sila with his wife's maid, Ishmael. Sabi ng Diyos, no, no, hindi si Ishmael ang promise ko. Ang promise ko sa iyo, kayo ni the one through whom the Messiah will come, the blessing will come. Nung naka, talagang God is true. So Isaac was there. At uh, when he was already a young boy, sabi ng Diyos kay Isaac, kay isa-isang anak ni Abraham, sabi ng Diyos, you kill him. Kill him as a sacrifice. Put him in the altar. Sacrifice your only, your dearly loved son, sacrifice him to me. And until now, I still don't relate kung paano magagawa yan ng isang ama sa anak niya. But then, Abraham, the Bible says, believed God and Abraham believed God could raise his son from the dead. So, papatay na siya sa gamit ng kutsilyo. He's about to kill his son. All the while, alam ni Abraham, kumamamatay naman to, God will make a way to raise him back up again. Kasi, sabi ni God eh, and God's word must be true. So, eventually, ganun ka sold out si Abraham kay God. Ganun ka surrendered si Abraham kay God. Na, maski yung anak niya, nandoon na yung pag-asa ng kanilang family, nandoon na yung lahat ng promises ni God, he's willing to kill him just to obey God. Ikaw ba ay na-surrender sa ganun na level? And so, right before he kills his son, in, in interruption ng angel, sabi niya, don't, 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 don't kill. He says, now I know, Genesis 22:12. now I know that God is first place in your life. Because you have not withheld even your beloved son from me. Meron bang something sa buhay mo na we need withhold mo sa Diyos? Is there anything in your life that you are still holding on to the control. Ikaw pa rin ang may hawak. Hindi, hindi pa naisuko ito sa Diyos. Ikaw pa rin ang may, ang tawag doon, strong hold. Kasi mahigpit na hawak. Ikaw pa rin nagko-control ng iyong pitaka. Ng iyong bank accounts. Ikaw pa rin ang nagko-control ng love life mo. Ikaw pa rin ang nagko-control ng, you know, whatever it is that you don't want na isuko sa Diyos. Maski anak ni Isaac, uh, ni Abraham, isinuko niya sa Diyos. Trusting that, hindi siya mawawalaan. Trusting that, no matter what happens, God loves me and He'll take care of me. And that's the life that we aim to live. Jesus lived a surrendered life. Sabi niya sa John 5.30, I cannot do anything on myself. Kung anong judgment ko, kung anong galaw ko, it's only what I hear from the Father. Sabi niya, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. At maski na si God the Father din, He surrendered. I mean, God wants us to surrender, di ba? But mismong si God nag-surrender sa sa best natin. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, If God is for us, who can be against us? Friends, look at me. 
God is for you. Hindi siya laban sa'yo. God is always for you. Para sa'yo. He is He's always for His children. He always has your best in His heart. And it says, if God did not keep back His own Son, but gave Him up for us, isinuko niya, kaisa-isang anak niya si Jesus, for us. It says, if God did this, kung yan ang ginawa ng Diyos, then won't He freely give us everything else? Diba? So parang napatunayan ng Diyos that He is for you. Habang makasalanan pa tayo, Christ died for us. He, he showed that it, that's an indication. And He says, if God did that for you, even gave up Jesus, He will freely, not reluctantly or not stingily, but freely give us and do for us everything else. So, andun yung inspiration natin. We can surrender to God because He first surrendered everything for you. Kaya-kaya natin mag-surrender sa Diyos because nawawala ng ating fear. That's point number one dito. Na the hindrance to be surrendered. Why would someone not Bakit anong reason why not surrender fully sa Diyos? And the number one reason there is because of fear. Takot ka. Takot na fear about what na papagawa ng Diyos sa'yo. Maybe you're afraid that if I fully surrender, bibigay ko lahat sa Diyos, kung anong gagawin niya sa buhay ko. Gagawin niya akong fanatic. Gagawin niya akong mahirap. Gagawin niya akong uh, you know, hindi ako pwedeng maging radical. Ayoko na maging totally sold out, totally surrendered to God. Ano magiging hanap buhay ko? Ano magiging kinubukasan ko? Baka pag touch ang Diyos ng aking love life, baka tatandang dalaga ako. Baka ganito. So much fears. So much fears of what God might do to you. Kasi bakit? Ang fear mo is God doesn't love you. Bottom line is the fear of not being loved. Doubtful. It's a doubtful attitude about God's loving you. And I'm telling you, God has already proven that He loves you. So you gotta fight and cancel that doubtful attitude. I don't, I, I don't think I can surrender to God. Because they're afraid of what he might require of me. He might ask me to, if I surrender, he might ask me to give all of my money away. He might ask me to stop my studies. He might do this, he might do that. So much fear. Friends, there is no cause for fear. God has been faithful to you. God has proven himself that he's for you. He's not against you. You can trust Him. He's trustworthy. Romans 8, 28, All things work, God causes, and He works all things together for the good of those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose. Meaning to say, you are surrendered 
to His purpose. Diba? You're called. You're, sinagot mo yung katawagan ng Diyos that I will go, I will surrender to your will, your purpose. And when you do that, all things will be working for the good. 2 Timothy 1.7 God did not give us a, fear, a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. A sound mind. And Romans 12 verse 2, uh, verse 1, 12, 1 says, Oh, by the way, yung Romans, ang ganda ng book ng Romans. From Romans chapter 1 all the way through chapter 11. And doon na lahat ng mga, mga detailed breakdown of what God has done for us. We were sinners, but He saved us by grace. Ginawa tayo ng righteous. He, um, we, we were crucified. Nakasama ni Kristo. We were buried. He raised us up. Uh, he put a new uh, spirit in us, yung no condemnation, the Holy Spirit made us His children, His sons, tagapagmana pa, all of that. Hanggang pagdating sa chapters 12, now verse 1 of chapter 12, now sabi ng, ng, ni Paul, now, therefore, ngayon, therefore, in view of all of these great mercies na nagawa ng Diyos sa atin, parang in perspective of all of what God has done, because of all of these great mercies that God has shown to us, now, dapat it's easy to offer your lives as a living sacrifice. No more, no more dead sacrifice. Madali lang yan. Patay ka lang, tapos na. No, living sacrifice. Si Isaac, papatayan sana ni Abraham yung anak niya, si Isaac. Pero hindi natuloy. Merong substitute, yung, yung hayop. So si Isaac, bumaba sa altar. Hindi na siya dead sacrifice. Ngayon, magmula ngayon, sa araw na yan, for the rest of his life, Isaac was a living sacrifice. Kasi sa puso, sa mata ng ana, uh, ama niya, na si Abraham, this guy should have been dead. But he's alive. And the same thing, if we offer ourselves to God as a living sacrifice, Hindi na ako ang nababuhay, kundi si Kristo ang nababuhay sa akin. It's Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified nakasama ni Kristo. Nevertheless, I'm living. But living as a sacrifice. Parang um, siya na ang hari eh. And the Bible says right here, the last part of chapter 12 verse 1, He says, considering all that He has done for us, it's only right. Nararapat lang that you should worship Him this way. Alam mo, friends, if you really believe what God has done for you, hindi ka mahihirapan na isuko ang lahat sa Kanya. Nahihirapan ka uh, sumuko ang lahat sa Kanya because you doubt His love for you. You still are unsure, unconvinced of the great unconditional love that He has for you. But if you know that He loves you, He's on your side, and wala siyang maling intention para sa'yo, you will easily surrender to someone if you know they're good. And friends, look at me. God is better than you think. He's more loving than you can imagine. He has no bad plans for you. At all. So don't fear. The perfect love of God will drive out that fear. So surrender to Him. The second hindrance to surrendering to God is pride. Maaring ito na ang 
kalaban mo, pride. Amor propia. Propio. Somehow, somehow we, we don't like to lose face. Mawawalang lahat, palpag lahat, huwag lang mapahiya. What is that? That's pride. Nadama yung reputation ko. That's pride. It's yung unwilling to to submit. That's pride. You know, just want to depend on yourself. Di ko kailangan na si God, I can live my own life in my own way. That is pride. Yung bang uh, sobrang shy, mahiyain, low self-esteem, you know, inferiority complex na hindi mo kaya hindi mo kayang kihalo-bilo sa tao because that's actually, that's not shy, that's pride. Bakit? Kasi pinoprotecto mo yung reputation mo, ego mo. And I'm telling you, of course, God still loves you, He forgives your pride, but you will miss out on the full blessing of God if you choose pride rather than surrender. They are directly incompatible. Either pride or surrender. Hindi po pwedeng both. Nakakita ka ng movie na yung magsusurrender na troops, mayabang pa. Sila pang magpapayabang. Hey, kayo. Papatayin ko kayong lahat. Hindi pwede. Swallow your pride, go down, humble, and you ask mercy. Then you get to surrender. Naintindihan nyo? So maybe pride and the scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6 if you humble yourselves under okay under God hindi hindi kayo equal hindi ka equal with God you humble yourselves pa under ka sa Dios under his mighty power at the right time anong gagawin ng Dios he will lift you up in honor but you humble down Humble your heart. Humble down. And it's, let me tell you something. It is never wrong to be humble. Hindi ka maaring magkamali. Anytime you don't know what to do, may conflict, mayroon nagko-confront sa'yo, napapahiya ka na, and there's whatever is the scenario. Maybe at your, with your spouse, or with your co-workers, or any scenario. You will never go wrong to show humility and to humble yourself. It will never go. You might fight it because your pride is fighting. Kasi hindi ka pa living sacrifice. But it will never be wrong for you to be humble. And the Bible says that God gives grace to the humble. God, grace means assistance. Divine natulong. Sinong hindi kailangan ng ganun? <laughs> so, that could be one of the hindrances. Fear or pride. And the third one could be selfishness. Selfishness. Self-centered. This is a mindset na rin. Yung mindset na gusto ko yung gusto ko. Ako ang nakakaalam. I, I want what I want. Basta. I'm entitled. May iba, may magandang buhay nila. According to their Facebook page, ang ganda ng buhay nila. Pero ako, ganito, gusto ko rin. Yung ganun ba selfish na? Yung grabbing for more, you want what you want. 
And the Bible says in James chapter 3 verse 16, wherever there is jealousy, boom, may natamaan na. Wherever there is jealousy, boom. Wherever there is selfish ambition, boom. There, wherever there is that, there you will find disorder. Sinong, bu- sinong masasabi mo, my, my life is in disorder? Magulo. Hindi ka pa nag-surrender. There is disorder and ano pa? In every kind of evil. Maybe you think that you're not evil, pero when there is selfishness, ang bunga noon is every kinds of evil. Ang bunga ng selfish life is depression and unhappiness. Depression and unhappiness does not come because ninakawan ka or natanggal ka sa trabaho or mahirap, galing ka sa mahirap na pamilya. That is not what produces self uh, uh, unhappiness and depression. It's actually the the neglect to surrender to God that produces unhappiness and depression. Listen to me. The selfish, uh, it's impossible to be happy when you're selfish. It's impossible. It cannot happen. So if this is one, if you have one of these, if you have one of these areas, decide now, ngayong araw nito, decide now to let go. Let it go. Let go and let God. Let go of that fear, trusting His love for you. Let go of that pride. Humble and receive His grace that you don't deserve. Let go of the selfishness. Hindi ka mawawalaan. Trust God. He will provide for you. Just let go of the selfishness. Give over to God. Isuko mo sa kanyang lahat. He loves you. He proved that already. He loves you. He gave Himself for you. And surrender to God. And kung akala mo, edi, edi part, part na lang ako. Paunti-unti yan na. Nung susurrender ako sa God, na paunti-unti. Hindi po. Hindi po pwede. Jesus said in Matthew 6.24, No one can serve two masters. Na makasabay. You will not be able to serve self and the world and you pursue and at the same time suko kay God. It cannot be. You will love one and hate the other because there will be a compet- competition within your own soul. He's not Lord at all. Ano ibig sabihin, Lord? Master. Manager. Bossing. At siguro, inalaw mo siya to be your Savior. Diba? The word Jesus means Savior. At pag ikaw ay nagpasya na tanggapin si Jesus, it's because you know na hindi mo kayang iligtas ang sarili mo. You know you had sin and you wanted forgiveness. You wanted uh, na makapasok ka sa langit. 
So, tinanggap mo si Jesus bilang tagapagligtas. Good. That's tama yun. And dahil sa biyaya niya, isang decision can change your whole life. It will change the destiny. You will not go to hell. You will not, hindi mapapahamag kundi magkaroon ng buhay na walang hanggang. It's a free gift. But then, kung nais mong maranasan ng lahat ng mga benefits and all the blessings of God, you also need to receive Jesus as Lord. Not just as Savior only, but as also the Lord of your life. Receive Him as the boss. Receive Him as the King. Na hindi yung tanggapin si Jesus, but ako pa rin ang magmamaneho. Ako pa rin ang magdidesisyon. Ako pa rin ang may control. No, friends. That is not a successful life. God loves you. He saved you. That's a gift. But you have to position yourself to experience all the full blessings of God. And how do you do that? Fully surrender. Meron tayong tinatawag now the primary attention of our lives. Okay, this is what you think about ng kusa. Maski walang magre-remind sa'yo kung ano yung primary focus ng iyong araw, kung ano yung primary attention of your life, that's it. And anything that competes with God for the primary attention of your life, that thing needs to be surrendered. Did you get that? Anything that competes with God for the primary attention of your life, yan po ang kailangan na isuko kasama ng lahat-lahat. It might be a relationship that is not right. It might be a um, financial transaction. It might be an addiction, a habit na hindi mo kayang i-let down. Mahigpit pa rin ang hawak mo sa secret sin na yan. It might be something that no one else knows about. But friends, it's not worth it. Of course, God loves you. Jesus already saved you. But He loves you. Do this. Surrender is not going to jeopardize you. Surrender. It might sound illogical, pero mark my words, fully surrendered to God is the only way to experience full victory and blessing. You know that song, the hokey pokey? You put your left foot in, you put your right foot out. Well, let's sing it. Let's all stand up. Come on. Let's go. But this one, you put your whole self in. Whole self out. Do it like this. Whole self in. Shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Okay. So when I say that, just just stay standing right now. But you're going to put your whole self in. So be more all in. You just don't put your left finger in or your left foot in. Put your whole self in. And don't take your whole self out anymore. All in, full surrender to God. You know, I'll tell you just quickly my story. Nung ako uh, just barely turned 20 years old, God was leading me to go to 
missions school. No? So, nag-enroll ako sa mission school. And then, a part of that, sa dulong mission school, mayroong training na hometown boy ako. Ayoko na masyadong lumayo sa sa aming bahay. We're close. But I made the decision to go to the Philippines for internship. Layo. No? From, from the other side of the world. And uh, may kaba. There was a big decision but I really struggled and I took the the risk no? that to go and work sa Philippines. That was a time of Commitment, and I, I grew from that. Pero every month that passed, parang college, you know. Okay, second semester, uh, bilang na ilang semesters na lang, parang ilang buwan na lang. So makikita mo yung dulo. And after the end of my commitment, right before na umuwi ako, then, then I met I met Marvin. So Marvin said, "Oh, why don't you come to San Fernando? We'll start a church there." And uh, I still went back. Hindi ako nag, uh, nag, nag, I went back to America for a year. And in that year, I went back to school, went back to work. I enrolled in the top uh, chef school in America. I paid my initial uh, registration fee. And I'm planning to do other things with my life. What I want, what I think, what I feel. Ako pa rin ang mamanayon ng buhay ko. And then I felt the Lord. I, I, I just, every day, I could feel the Lord calling me. Now don't manage your own life. Let me have control. Kakatakot, honestly. Kakatakot na isukong lahat. Pero I realized it's the only way to be happy. It's the only way to be successful. Is to not manage, not try to insist and drive on your own, on your own way. Surrender. Sweet, sweet, sweet surrender to the one who loves you so dearly. And after a year of running, resisting, and hiding from the Lord, hindi ko sinabi na not church ako, but just for the sake of the religion, just go to church. But I was running from God. Hiding from Him. Of course, I'll papakita ko sa church. Pero hiding from the intimacy with God. Lord, don't speak to me. Because I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna tell me to go back to the Philippines. Takot ako. Na baka ko anong ga... You know, I know what you're... So, hiding from Him. Avoiding and resisting what He wants to do in my life. Do you know what? Eventually, after about 11 months... I said, you know, I have to surrender to God. And I went back to the... It was hard. Kasi sa umpisa, yung first na trip ko sa Philippines, mayroong hangganan. Nakikita ko yung dulo sa calendar. But the next time when God called me, hindi siya nagbigay ng dulo. Wala nang hangganan. So, of course, ibang klaseng commitment yan. Because what the Lord was not asking me to give Him a year or a term. He was asking me to give Him everything. And I gave everything to the Lord. And 
It's the best decision I've ever made. Friends, hindi ka malugi na isuko ang lahat na aspeto ng buhay mo sa Diyos. Your finances, your time schedules, your career path, your education, your relationships, your priorities. Yes, God will conquer you. Yes, God will not just take apart. He will take the whole. But He will not enslave you. Surrendering to God is the freest life you could ever live. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's great liberty. He will not abuse you, hurt you, trick you, fool you, or make you lugi sa iyong pagbibigay sa kanya ng buhay mo. In fact, He takes over, but then puts you back in authority, puts you back in a position of influence, gives you self-control. It's just that you now are repositioned under Him, submitted to Him. He will not abuse you. He will lift you up in due time. So I tell you today, friends, make the wisest decision and surrender your life to God. Would you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, I need you. Save me. Body, soul, and spirit. Come into my life. Take control. I surrender every part of my life. Kayo manghari sa aking buhay. Take control of my priorities. Heal my emotions. Clean my mind. Redeem my decisions. Ipakakaloob mo sa akin ng iyong kalooban. Your desires I will follow. Take away the fear. Drive out the fear with your perfect love. Lord, I humble myself under your mighty power. I submit to you. And Father, I lay down my selfishness. I want to live a surrendered life. Move inside of me. I give it to you. All to you, I surrender. You know that song, it says, Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I've been through. Use it for your glory. And Lord, I offer my days to you. Lifting my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you my life. So Lord, we offer you our lives. And we thank you that we can trust you. Your intentions are good. What a good father you are. Thank you for making us your children. 
and even taking over every part of our lives for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right.